And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones and Tim Moore, and we want to thank you for being part of our program here. So we're part of Lamb and Lion Ministries, and we're very excited about today's program as we're going to talk about endurance in the last days. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Tim Moore if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I sure will. Sure very much. And so if you all who are listening would just join your hearts with ours, we will come before the throne of the Lord. Father, we turn ourselves aside from our busy days and all the things that sometimes will distract us and just focus in on the joy we have in Christ, knowing that our Lord and Savior reigns, that regardless of all the chaos and the turmoil in the world about us, we serve a Lord who is in control, not just of all the things that are transpiring in the world, but of our lives and of our eternity. And so we have absolute trust and confidence in that. And today, may the words that the three of us share be of an encouragement to those who are listening. May it draw people closer to Jesus Christ and those who don't already know him as Lord and Savior. May they embrace him as our soon returning king. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Tim. Again, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore. Again, as we're going to be talking about endurance in the last day. So stay tuned to our program. Hey, for those of you that are following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family. Make sure they follow along with us as well. And we want to encourage you guys, grab a Bible as we're going to dive into today's program. But before we do so, I'm going to welcome my Two special guests, Nathan Jones and Tim Moore, to the program. Nathan, you are not a special guest. You are a regular, man. How are you doing today? I guess after 10 years, I'd be considered an irregular. <laughs> <laughs> a special irregular. Yeah. <laughs> a special regular. <laughs> well, Tim is our guest today, and it's great to have Tim on. Tim, it's great to uh, hear your voice again. Thank you very much, Vic. Always a pleasure and a joy to be with you and all your listeners. Awesome. We always have a great time here. But listen, for those of you that maybe are new to the program and you're not sure how to get a hold of us, Nathan, would you share what we do and how people can get a hold of our resources? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, all of us are evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of different ways, primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is aired on all the major networks, through our internet outreach, which is ChristinProphecy.org, through our magazine, The Lamplighter, through books and conferences, uh, you name it. We want you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Of course, Nathan, we're so excited. You you guys are doing a fantastic job over there with a prophetic perspective, uh, catching those, the ones you're doing with Tim and the rest of the guests there. And then that's a great resource, right, Tim, for other people that just want to get a daily uh, update on what's going on. It sure is. And really, the, the key to people being able to connect with us on a daily basis is our website. So the ChristinProphecy.org. Of course, Nathan is our Internet evangelist and has uh, a staff, uh, another assistant that works with him to keep that content constantly updated and connect the people on a daily basis. It's very interactive, and so we encourage all your listeners to come. They'll see you presented there, Vic, as one of our evangelists, me, and another gentleman in Ohio. So a whole lot of folks that are involved in making this ministry happen, but obviously proclaiming the Lord's soon return. Mm, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Tim. So again, for those of you that are new to the program, just uh, get a hold of all these wonderful resources so they will help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. And today, of course, we have an exciting program. As we know, there's a lot of things going on around the world today. There's a lot of distractions, a lot of things to keep take our focus 
of what's really important, and that is the soon return of the Lord. And we know this is an event that can happen at any moment, but yet because of all the distractions with the media, this past election, uh, the censoring of social media, uh, people uh, seem to be in a frenzy. And, and Tim, you would agree that we're seeing a lot of that right now uh, all over Christianity and, and just everywhere because of social media and all of this upheaval. We sure are. It's, it's the chaos in our culture. Uh, a lot of people point to the political turmoil of the last uh, few months and some of the unrest, the, uh, the COVID shutdown, and just the sense of unease that many in our society are experiencing. And Christians are not immune from that. We know how to overcome that. We are told to be overcomers, but the human part of us can be distracted by all these anxieties that are swirling in our society. So it's very important that we encourage one another, that we stay grounded in the Word of God so that we do not be shaken, do not allow ourselves to be shaken by all the things that are going on in the world. I'm reminded that when Peter got out of the boat to walk toward Jesus, the Scripture says that he saw the wind. And what it really means is he saw all the effects of the wind and they distracted him from keeping his eyes on Jesus Christ. And when he took his eyes off Christ, he began to sink beneath the waves. So when the storms are raging and the winds are blowing in our society and in our culture, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. And we will literally walk above all of those waves uh, as he gives us the power to do so. So that's part of why we're here today. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. Excellent point. And, and Nathan, of course, you are our, our internet evangelist and you are constantly on the web. And now with this whole media censoring, uh, it's coming to the point where it's getting very difficult. And even now, uh, they want to shut down what we can even say about the things that matter when it comes to the Lord. Well, what I think we saw in the last election is the big tech decided that they could go ahead and basically declare their dominance over countries. I mean, after all, Facebook alone is bigger than the whole population of China. 92% of all traffic is goes through Google, and 49% of all email is generated, excuse me, 42% of all email is generated by Gmail. So these are definitely monopolies. And what they did is they basically said, hey, we can take down a president as they banned Trump. And as of today, even YouTube has extended his uh, censorship. So uh, we've seen that they're moving towards uh, who's in charge. Well, in response, the European Union, Mexico, other countries are like, all right, we're taking you all to court and we're going to do antitrust. So it's a kind of a battle to see who's actually in charge. I think we, we kind of know that uh, technology transcends barriers and boundaries, and that's what Satan's building towards. So it, it's only going to get worse. I, I know uh, particularly, uh, for instance, on our website, uh, I spent about a good year working on what's called organic search indexing to get our ranks high. And for a good year or two, we were the number one page on everything and then google said they had to change their algorithm and all of a sudden all our, our we tanked everything fell so we had to go to paid advertising to get up there on youtube if i do hashtag christ and prophecy it disappears magically bible prophecy disappears magically uh, we're just starting to see the fringes here and then of course outright censorship mostly political but i think it will get definitely religious soon uh, through youtube and a lot of christians are jumping off and going to Gab and MeWe and some others, and I'm looking into those. Uh, we'll definitely be probably moving into those realms as well as as time permits. Mm. Thank you so much, Nathan and Tim. So obviously we see the fight. We see why Christians are getting discouraged and why Christians seem to be losing steam, but yet the Bible encourages us that we are to move forward, that we're to endure through these tests and these trials. And that's what the 
the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews. Tim, would you be able to take us there to Hebrews chapter 10 and maybe read for us verses 35 through 37? I sure will. And I got to tell you, Vic, this is such an important and timely message. Uh, Nathan and I are preparing for our streaming conference. Hopefully we'll share more about that later. And our theme for the conference in March on the 20th of March, that's a Saturday afternoon, is tough faith for tough times or having an enduring, unshakable faith. And so we recognize that this is a very timely message. And even if they try to shut us down on the, uh, the social medias and the mass uh, outreach of technology, let's face it, the Apostle Paul and the other uh, fathers of the church were able to get the, the gospel of Jesus Christ spread just writing letters to churches in far-flung places. And yet here we are today. So the word of God will never be constrained. And we can go to the book of Hebrews and the writer in chapter 10, beginning in verse 35, says this, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet in a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And that's a promise to us. Yeah, we need endurance, but we need to remember the Lord is coming, and that becomes our motivation. Ooh, awesome. Thank you much, so much, Tim. And, and I love the, the way that it is encouraging there for all of us because it is a reminder the Lord is coming. And in the midst of all that distraction, it's very easy for Christians to get distracted and lose that focus. Right, Nathan? Well, we do seem to uh, have the temporal view. You know, we're looking around us. Uh, I think the Navy SEALs say the three-foot box around you stay within the three-foot box. And that's the wonderful thing about Bible prophecy because Bible prophecy takes us up to the 30,000 foot view, God's view. And from God's view, then you could you put all the trials and tribulations and tribulations of this life into context. And the context is that these trials are short-lived, these troubles are short-lived, there's an eternal kingdom coming, and we're members and citizens of that kingdom, and that's where we put our future hope. Mm, awesome. And you know, Tim, one of the things that I noticed today, there's a lot of pastors, especially that they're losing steam, they're losing faith in the coming of the Lord. They're not teaching Bible prophecy. They shine away with it. And this is an area that we really need to endure. Would you agree? Because we need to keep encouraging people. We really do. And part of the problem is, and I'm not trying to disparage any individual pastor, but many people within the church have allowed themselves to be either distracted, I talked already about the storms raging around us, or they have not stayed grounded in the Lord. So I remind people when I speak oftentimes, the, the word encourage, or just the word courage, comes originally from a French root word uh, of cour. And I ask people, does anybody know what cour means in French? And most people don't, unless they speak French, but it means heart. And so courage is that which springs from our heart. It's not uh, guts or intestinal fortitude or machismo or from any other part of the body, Christian courage springs from the heart, that which so fills our heart, or more specifically, him who so fills our heart to overflowing. And then when we overflow with Christ, with the Holy Spirit filling us, then we can encourage, we can pour into another person that kind of courage that comes from Christ. And so staying grounded in him is the key. And yes, some even who call themselves pastors have allowed themselves to be distracted by the uh, philosophy of the world, and they have never been perhaps grounded in Bible prophecy. And so we challenge and encourage everyone who calls themselves after the name of Christ to 
go to the entire counsel of God's word, including, and in these days, most especially the, the prophetic word to understand the context and the reality of what's going on all around us, because we are living in the season of the Lord's return, and all that Bible prophecy points to the very signs of the times we're witnessing. I think mm. I'd also add to that, and, and I'm seeing this a lot because we're just past the election, and President Biden's in, and President Trump's out, and a lot of new apostolic Reformation pastors, uh, Paula White and others, were prophesying, they consider themselves modern-day prophets, that Donald Trump would be the president, for sure. And now, obviously, it didn't happen. And so people are writing in saying, well, you prophecy ministries, we're all painted under that. You prophecy ministries are the ones who ruin my faith. I have no faith in God anymore. It's like, well, wait a minute. The Bible never said there was modern day prophets who foretell. There's modern day prophets that foretell. They read the Bible and explain what God's message is to the world through the Bible. There's no new revelation. So uh, I think a number of people are fall into that category you're saying they're confused, they're lost, they're losing their faith because they put their faith in the wrong thing. They put it in politics, they put it in the false prophets, they didn't put it into Jesus Christ in the Bible. That's an excellent point that Nathan makes. And yes, there are too many who have given false prophecies, which create a false hope in a mere mortal man or in a particular outcome here and now. And that has really caused a lot of folks' faith to be at least shaken. But again, our goal is to encourage an unshakable faith in our unshakable God, the rock himself, Jesus Christ. Woo, amen. Thank you so much, Nathan and Tim. And, and yeah, and that's why the Bible tells us how important it is for us to keep our eyes on the Lord and to encourage one another. And as a matter of fact, that's what exactly what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. Nathan, would you be able to take us there? Absolutely. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. I'm sorry, I had to kind of laugh at verse 25 because my church has been close the last <laughs> two months due to COVID. Yes. So. so I don't feel like I'm practicing what I'm preaching here, but it wasn't my decision to close the church down. And what's interesting in my translation, it actually has that very word encouraging each other and all the more, as you say, the day drawing near. And we certainly, the three of us, see the day drawing near. So that's why we are redoubling our effort to encourage one another and all of our listeners today. Amen. And, you know, Tim, and that's a very good point, because we find that we can use uh, uh, certain types of media to our advantage, whether it's Zoom, whether it's Skype, to come together. And I think the idea is looking for ways to come together to encourage each other just the same way what you're saying encourages me what nathan is saying what i'm saying and we're encouraging our listeners as well and we just have to be proactive in these last days in finding ways where we can come together absolutely i mean a, a lot of us are dealing with churches that are meeting or not meeting or the government's locking them down or uh and a, a lot of christians are like well gee why do i need to go back if it opens i'm kind of liking this online thing but I always point them here to Hebrews 10, 25, because the Lord is telling us that we need to assemble together. Maybe it's not a mega church or even a small church. Maybe it's a home church or a Bible study or a family study group. But there's got to be some accountability and there's got to be some way where we encourage each other together. Uh, no man's an island, so to speak. So when I hear people say, well, I get all the church I need from watching you guys online. I'm like, as flattering as that is, it's not what the Bible teaches. That's exactly right. And it's not allowing that individual 
to give to other people. Sure, you may be getting fed, but what are you doing to serve? What are you doing to be an encouragement or to be an accountability partner with another person? And let's face it, whether it's a podcast or some of our uh, technologically connected means, those are great ways to connect to people. It's, it's incredible. My son right now is deployed with the United States Air Force. I connect with him every few days and we have long conversation, even video chats. But I still long to have him back here so I can grab a hold of him, wrestle him down and, and love on him. In Amen. That's what we need to do with one another. Yes, we need to stay connected. But there are people in our circle of community, of neighborhood, of church, who sometimes get kind of drifted away and isolated, and they don't always do very well. That leads to depression and loneliness. And we as Christians cannot allow folks to drift away. We have to be encouraging others that are in the sheepfold of the Lord. Mm, excellent point. And, and Tim, and yeah, and even now because of COVID and of course social distancing, now people are uh, becoming actually fearful of being around each other. And, and re it really, it shouldn't be like that because that's not healthy. Would you agree? Oh, certainly. Yeah, we, we can take reasonable precautions. We do around here. But beyond the reasonable precautions, we need to stay connected to other people and other Christians. And we need to be reaching out as the body of Christ to make sure that all the members are included and and stay, again, connected to one another and to the Lord himself. Mm, excellent point. And by the way, uh, Tim, also, I want to thank your son for serving in the Air Force. My son is in the Marines right now. So I want to thank those individuals out there, those young men and women that are doing such a great job to protect our country. Exactly right. Selflessly serving and sometimes in, in ways and in uh, circumstances and in places that many of us will never have to go. But what a tremendous uh, value they provide to all of us. We don't take for granted our, our liberties, our freedoms, first and foremost, our religious liberty to uh, worship the Lord as we know how. Mm, amen. Praise the Lord. And again, for those of you that just tuned in, of course, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore. As we're talking about endurance in the last days, we must continue to keep the faith and keep our eyes on Jesus. As a matter of fact, that's what the Bible says in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8 in this amazing parable. Uh, Tim, would you be able to read for us those passages there in uh, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8? Certainly. This is what is written. Now, he was telling them a parable to show them at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart, saying, In a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him, saying, Give me legal protection from my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal, legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And this is just a comparison. If an unrighteous judge will do the right thing just because a person clamors for his attention and for justice. Certainly our God, who is just, who is holy, will respond as we pray and as we call for justice to be done on this earth. And it may seem like it is slow in coming, but in reality, it will come and quickly and suddenly, might I add, when the Lord himself returns. And so we are commanded to pray and to remain faithful, to endure. But of course, Jesus asked, kind of hinting at the, the times in which we live, 
when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And we see so many people's faith being shaken if they do not stay grounded in the rock. Mm -hmm. Excellent point. Have excellent point, Tim. And that's exactly what we're focusing. Nathan, you would agree that right now, this is the time where we need to come together and build up our faith. And I believe the Bible prophecy is one of the greatest tools that, that we can use to do that. Would you agree, Nathan? Oh, absolutely. I agree. Because what does Bible prophecy teaches? It teaches that one day Jesus Christ will return. He will defeat evil. He will cast Satan into a pit, the Antichrist and false prophet in the lake of fire. He will then set up his kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice and uh, him ruling and reigning himself in Jerusalem. So that's the, the avenging. That's the speedy. I, I think we misinterpret the Bible. There's throughout Jesus says quickly and speedily in a lot of different places in the Bible. And when he means that, it doesn't mean like in as we think, like today or tomorrow. What he's saying is when he does return, that's the context, it will happen quickly. And so when Jesus returns, boom, that's when justice comes on the world. It might seem like a long time for us, brother. We've been waiting thousands of years for this to happen. You know, we see a lot of injustice right now, a lot of evil people running the government, running tech companies, as we told, running society and ruining it. And we want the justice to come. It might not come in our day, but we know it will come because God has promised. Mm, excellent. And, and you know, Nathan, that's an excellent segue because there in Revelation chapter 16, verse 15, it actually talks about the coming of the Lord. And would you be able to read that for us and then we can discuss that passage? Yeah, this is another great example of the Lord when he says coming fast. He doesn't mean like first century AD here. He says, behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked. And they see his shame. Uh, and you're like, what? What's he talking about? In other words, be ready. You know, you're, you're not like walking around naked around your house or you know, you're out in the shower. No. When you're ready for a trip, you're dressed. You've got your jacket. Your, your bags are packed, so to speak. And, and you never know when this thieves come. You know, they don't announce when they knock on your door. They might every April 15th. But for the most part, you know when the, uh, don't know when the thieves come. So that's what Jesus is saying. Is be ready in season and out of season. And reason being ready, obviously not packing your bags and being dressed, means spiritually ready. Have your, your life set right with Jesus Christ by accepting him as Savior and keep looking for the signs that point to his soon return. Mm, excellent point. Thank you. And Tim, I think you would agree that, you know, and there, there's many ways that we can be ready. And one of those things that we find is being sober as a society and being sober as Christians. Would you agree? Oh, certainly. And, and we can see right now what is happening in our society when so many have lost their sobriety. Uh, we're kind of drunk with uh, some drunk with power, some drunk with uh, with all sorts of corruption that they're pursuing in the world, ungodliness, wickedness. But we as Christians are called to be sober, to live lives of sobriety so that we are not, again, running amok uh, as the world likes to do, but we're focused on looking for Jesus Christ. That's what the wise virgins did when they kept their lamps full of oil. They were ready for his coming. And that means having a clear-mindedness, a soberness, to use that analogy, uh, about all the things Scripture advises us to do, the things it advises us to be about. First and foremost is sharing the gospel with our, our friends, neighbors, family members who are lost, but then living out our testimony, becoming uh, living testimonies to where we, like Paul, can say, hey, you know what, I'm trying to imitate Jesus Christ, and I'm not perfect, but if you will follow along as I am and try to, to imitate the Lord, that's what scripture calls us to. So yes, we must be sober-minded in all times. 
Excellent point. And you know, Tim, and another thing is I will realize we want to be sober-minded because the Bible is clear that the Lord can return at any moment. And that means we need to be busy about his work. We don't we do not have the escapist mentality as some people think we do. But the reality is we trust that the according to the Bible, the Lord is coming soon, and therefore our lives need to reflect. Uh, the name that we carry as believers. And in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, I mean, the Bible again indicates how the Lord is coming. Would you be able to read that for us in verse 22 of Revelation? Excuse me, verse uh, 12. Well, three times in Revelation 22, this just being the second, Jesus Christ himself testifies and says in this particular verse, behold, I am coming quickly. He goes on to say, my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. In other words, the Lord is coming quickly, not quickly as we would understand it. Well, goodness, that's been 2,000 years. But suddenly, I recently was uh, reminded of what Ernest Hemingway wrote in a book. He had a couple of characters talking to each other, and one asked the other, how did you go bankrupt? And he said, well, it was slow at first, but then it was very suddenly or very quickly. <laughs> so that, that's kind of what we're experiencing. It seems slow, but the signs are multiplying around us. And when we look back, it will be like, wow, that happened so quick. And when the Lord actually appears as a thief, it will be so sudden that it will catch those who are spiritually undiscerning, completely unawares. And we don't know the day and the hour. So we just mm. have to live ready for his coming as he promised quickly. Excellent point. And again, for those of you that are tuned into the program, we know that maybe some of you are out there, you're tuned in now, this is your first time, and maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. And as we get ready to wrap up here, we really pray that you will consider starting that relationship with the Lord because we see the signs of the time. Time is wrapping up, and we don't know how much time we have before the Lord returns. And again, Revelation chapter 22, verse 20 makes it clear Again, that it is going to happen at a time where we do not expect, but the time, that gap is getting more narrower. Nathan, will you be able to read for us Revelation 22 there, verse 20? It sounds very similar to what Tim just read, because it's the same promise Jesus made three times. He who testifies these things say, surely I'm coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I love it how it says, he who testified to these things. Uh, biblically, you needed uh, two people to be make a testimony. Well, Jesus Christ is talking here about the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all saying, they're all giving us their brand, their promise, their assurance that when Jesus comes, he will come. And when it does, it's going to happen real fast. And we know that's the rapture of the church. It happens super quick. In the twinkle of an eye, Christians are lifted off this planet, brought up to the clouds to meet Jesus. And then we go to heaven, and the world then enters into a seven-year tribulation time period, a time period where justice comes upon the world for its sins. So uh, it's coming, and it's coming soon. Mm, excellent point. And for those of you that maybe you lost a little steam in your relationship with the Lord, maybe your endurance is not there. Listen, we want to encourage you to continue to keep your eyes on the Lord, but we especially want to speak to you that do not have a relationship with Jesus. There's no better time than now to come to a true relationship with the Lord. Uh, uh, Tim, I know that, um, you know, as evangelists, we have an opportunity to uh, share the gospel with people, sometimes one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes over the internet, but would you take the opportunity right now to maybe speak to that person that is out there that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start from wherever they are, even at this moment? Well, certainly, Victor, and that's the most important thing we do share, because if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Today is the day. You're not promised another day. Frankly, you're not promised another hour, not even another heartbeat. So do not delay 
in accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Simply confess your sins. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I fall short of your perfection, your holiness. I recognize that. There's no way I can make it to heaven through my own righteous acts. They're all filthy rags. But Jesus Christ, I accept that you were the perfect sacrifice sent by the Father in heaven to be that perfect sacrifice on behalf of me and all who put faith in you. So I put my trust in you, Lord Jesus, to save me from my sins, to usher me into an eternity with you, with the Father, and, and I look forward to your coming. As a matter of fact, even as Nathan read there from Revelation, John's response to the promise of, yes, I am coming quickly, was to say, amen, this is true. And then he says, come, Lord Jesus. That echoes what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, toward the very end in verse 22, he uses the word maranatha, which is a word that means exactly that, come, Lord Jesus. And so that is our prayer. But the only way you can eagerly anticipate the Lord's return is if you are in a right relationship to him, because he will either come as your blessed hope, your savior, or he will come to exact justice upon the earth. And those who are still dead in their sins, they will rue the day. In other words, they will dread the Lord's coming because he will come as their holy terror. So do not wait. Do not wait another day, another hour, another moment to put your trust in Jesus Christ. And then you can echo exactly what John said, come, Lord Jesus. Ooh, amen. Thank you so much, Tim, for carrying that, uh, just sharing that invitation for those that are out there. Hey, maybe you just put your trust in Jesus Christ by listening to this invitation. We'd love for you to get a hold of us, 305-992-9537. We'd love to send you a Bible and some materials so that you can continue to grow grow in your relationship with the Lord. And wherever you are, maybe find a church, get plugged in, let the pastor know that you accepted the Lord and get baptized because right now we know that it's a great opportunity as we believe that very soon we're all going to be with the Lord together. So thank you so much, Tim, for sharing that wonderful invitation. And Nathan, of course, as you just uh, read those scriptures uh, for us as well, we know that window is closing, but we know that soon and very soon we're going to see the King, right, Nate? <laughs> Absolutely, brother. That's the whole reason our ministry exists. Uh, proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe it with all our hearts. He's coming back soon. Ooh, awesome. And of course, for those of you that have been part of our program, those of you, we see a, a number of you following us on social media. We want to thank you for being part of the program. And remember, you can always uh, reach out to us if you're in need of prayer or if you have any questions. We would love to be able to be here to pray for you guys. And of course, we come to the end of this program. But Tim and Nathan, I want to give you guys uh, I want to thank you so much for just encouraging us today to continue to endure and to run the race. 